of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a Swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Lancaster County's in a conundrum. It has millions and millions of dollars worth of bad bridges and infrastructure, but doesn't have the money to fix it. When the conversation turns to raising that money, citizens and groups push back on raising taxes or raising fees. I want to bring in County Engineer Pam Dingman into this conversation. Good morning, Pam. Good morning. I'll start with some groundwork. Uh, a county infrastructure task force coordinated by Olson Associates determined that if only bridges and structures in critical condition were replaced, there would be a nine million dollar gap between what it costs and the money the county has available. If all the bridges and all the structures were replaced or upgraded, the gap would be 15 million. That was based on 2018 facts. With inflation factored in, you estimate the funding gap to be more than $18 million, correct? That is correct. What do county commissioners say when you tell them that there are bridges out in the county that have been closed for more than three years? Um, and, you know, and some that have been closed for more than five or six. Um, what's interesting is everybody wants the bridges uh, back open uh, Nobody really wants to address the funding uh, challenge with our roads and bridges. And so um, it I mean, it's interesting that they want the bridges open, but there's not necessarily a solution. I go back to that that very thorough six month task force study in 2018, Olson Associates. Here's what the executive summary says, and I think it sums it up nicely. It says the county doesn't have the resources to maintain or upgrade its infrastructure. The task force had the highest support, meaning support uh, from the, uh, the input that it had at that time, the highest support for implementing a wheel tax, similar to Lincoln's, followed by a countywide sales tax with raising property taxes to meet any remaining funding gap and specifically earmarked for road and bridge infrastructure. While the added revenue from a wheel tax and a sales tax would help, even that total funding would not solve Lancaster County's funding gap. So, your thoughts when reading that portion of the Olson Associates report? <laughs> well, there's no easy answer here, and I, I think if you're to reach out to anyone um, in Lancaster County, we're all paying a lot of taxes, whether it be property taxes um, or, or fees. What becomes interesting with this is, you know, there was a follow-up wheel tax study done on what revenue would a wheel tax generate in Lancaster County. And the answer is um, once all the villages and the um, and our smaller cities in Lancaster County were exempted from the wheel tax, uh, along with farm vehicles, a wheel tax would only generate about $2 million a year. So really not enough to get us substantially through that funding gap. 
Um, you know, in addition, that wheel tax was introduced right after uh, we'd had significant uh, flooding in Lancaster County. We had um, farmers who were unable to get their crops in the fields. We had farmers who had historic increases in their property tax assessments. And, you know, I appreciate that the farmers came forward and said, hey, you know, we're, you know, we, we've experienced thousands of dollars of increase on our properties. In some cases, I heard of like tens of thousands of dollar increases in property taxes. We, we can't afford one more, one more tax. Um, and so I think the timing of the wheel tax and the rollout of that was, um, you know, was not, was not good. So that being said, what is interesting to me is Lancaster County is a growing county. We continue to be a growing county. And for the last number of years, there has actually been an increase in property tax revenue uh, to the county. And what I have proposed to the commissioners uh, during last year's budget process publicly, and before that, of course, is, hey, why don't we set aside 50% of Lancaster County's uh, property tax revenue growth for infrastructure. Why don't we just start directing it right to infrastructure so that we can do, uh, we can solve this gap. Now, uh, last year, I believe it was, uh, it ended up being about $5 million that was the revenue growth. So, you know, if two and a half million of that, half of that was, was uh, pushed to infrastructure, uh, you know, that would actually generate more money than a wheel tax, and not to mention the the administrative cost of administering a wheel tax across Lancaster County becomes um, becomes very complex. And so, uh, you know, what I've been looking at is, as a growing county, why aren't we taking that property tax revenue growth and directing it to infrastructure? Uh, I know there's other things, so I didn't ask for all of it, but, you know, I think we could direct half of it. What's been the reaction uh, I've not gotten a positive reaction to that, Dale. I'm not going to stop asking or advocating for infrastructure. Um, you know, growing counties have uh, have other growing needs too. Um, but at this time, I think that would be the uh, you know the quickest, best way to start infusing uh, cash into our infrastructure challenge. So, what's the comeback, Pam? If not that, then what? Well, there's other programs, you know, commissioners have other programs that they are interested in. Um, we've had, you know, a growth in a number of the general service programs uh, and other programs in our county um, that, you know, become commissioner's special projects. And so uh, I would just like infrastructure to become a special project so that we start directing money into infrastructure. No, no, no. But Pam, I mean, if not 50% of the property tax increase, then what? What's their comeback? <laughs> to, to solve to solving this problem, we're t- we're talking well, about a problem that just didn't pop up right. when you woke when we all woke up this morning. Well, I, I mean, if additional money isn't going to start coming to infrastructure, then we're going to continue to have the challenges that we currently have, um, which is continued closed bridges. We now have reached a critical point with our pipe inventory. Um, we have more than seven thousand pipe culverts across Lancaster County. Um, beginning in 2019, these pipes uh, have gotten to the point where they're so deteriorated and we're so far behind that we are having sudden and dramatic failures. And what that means is somebody wakes up in the morning and says, and gives me a call, and they say, hey, Pam, something's wrong with the road. And, of course, as an engineer, then I say, well, what does it look like? And they say, well, it looks like there's a big hole in the road. 
Um, and so, so far, we've been fortunate in Lancaster County that, uh, that no one has gotten hurt on one of these pipes that has caved in or damaged, um, damaged their vehicle so far. Um, you know, my goal as, in- as the engineer is I'd rather be smart than lucky. And so if we're going to be smart, we need to start replacing 100 of those pipes a year minimum so that we can get ahead of the game. Now, where were we when I first came into office seven years ago? We were replacing about eight pipes a year. Um, we're, now, uh, we're now up around 45. Uh, I think we need to double that number. We have capacity uh, and the ability to double that number through a lot of modernization in our office um, with how we approach design. And, uh, you know, we're, if we have the funding, we're ready to rock and roll. But somehow, somehow, the urgent need to make our system resilient so that people can keep getting to work, to school, farm to market, uh, really needs to happen. Pam, I'm sorry to be pushing this, but <laughs> if you have Rick Vest, Roma Amundsen, Deb Shore, Christy Yoakum, and Sean Flowerday all in a room together, and you pose that 50% property tax increase, what is their comeback? What alternatives? They have to either shrug their shoulders and give that puppy dog tip of the head <laughs> look, or they have an alternative. What's their alternative? How well, they how are they going to fix did, it? Uh, Dale, I did publicly uh, state that at last year's budget hearing that we should set aside 50% of the increase uh, to go to property tax. Uh, I did not get a response. So I, I did get the shoulder shrug. Um, I, I will continue to propose that 50% of the growth uh, go to the county engineer's office. In the end, I, what I'm really fighting is from a cultural standpoint, this group uh, has traditionally balanced their budget uh, on the engineer's office. So if they were short a million dollars after everyone's budget ask, it's, it's the easy answer is, hey, let's go over the engineer's office and we'll just eliminate a million dollar project rather than, uh, rather than tightening our belt across the entire organization. And, you know, that is a culture uh, that I am fighting uh, that's probably been here in Lancaster County for more than 50 years, the nearest I can tell, um, because Engineer Dillon, clear back in the 50s and 60s, uh, fought, fought, that, fought that culture, too. But somehow we have to make it uh, so that our infrastructure is, is a priority. Um, and the only way we're going to get out of our current infrastructure crisis is to start funding it. Pam, that executive summary that I read at the beginning of our talk does not mention gas tax. And if I'm not mistaken, that farm group that coordinated the effort to uh, turn a wheel tax into a dirty word uh, proposed that gas tax would be a way to go. Is that an option? Well, you know, we're in interesting new modern times, Dale. And so what's super interesting about the gas tax is, you know, there's rumors that the gas tax is becoming obsolete. And so with vehicles that are more gas efficient and then with electronic vehicles, um, electric vehicles, you know, now we're looking at with the infrastructure bills that are coming down from D.C., having uh, wanting to put uh, $500 billion into charging stations, you know, that means that these vehicles aren't going to be using gas anymore. And so we are concerned as we go on. I'm concerned. Uh, currently, in this budget year, I believe that uh, – we will receive about uh, $9 million uh, in highway allocation money that comes from a number of, of gas taxes. Some are flow through from the feds, some are from the state. 
but with that being said, if we're using less gas as a community because we've started using more electric vehicles, uh, we're going to generate less gas tax revenue. And so long term, we're going to have to look at other solutions besides gas tax uh, for for revenue for our roads and bridges. Pam, what about a legislative attempt? I've talked with Rick Vest about this. Uh, that allows municipalities to be able to bond infrastructure projects. That's a lot, right now, that's a, a law that is not allowed for uh, counties. Counties can bond buildings, but they can't bond bridges. Do you, wh- wh- where is that option? So, I mean, that is an interesting option uh, to look at. It's, uh, we've been trying, the commissioners have been trying to get that through the legislature for a couple years now. The bill that's uh, currently at the legislature is a, is a little bit different this year. It would um, it would allow for contractor financed building of bridges and infrastructure. Um, I I believe this this particular bill is just for bridges. What becomes interesting about that is, and that's kind of the method that the South Beltway is currently being constructed under, and that method may make sense for the South Beltway when we're talking smaller projects um, within the county. Uh, I, I have concerns. I have concerns for a number of reasons that we could experience some dramatic increases in how these bridges are paid for. Uh, if they're paid for instead of being paid for incrementally as they're constructed, if they're paid for over a number of years, as the bill um, seems to say would be allowed. And then I have additional concerns about how many bridges do we build with this method uh, before. I used all of the capital that would be put in my budget to make payments to contractors. Here's what we'll do, Pam, because we're out of time. Uh, let's you and I commit to getting back together and talking again when you get some kind of response. Okay. Uh, okay. I speak with Rick Vest on a monthly basis. as uh, He's the current chair of the county board, and so we'll continue as long as he's chair. And then when it changes, I'll talk to that person. Uh, but let's let's commit to getting back together. You get a hold of me. I'll get a hold of you when something shifts, when Absolutely. when someone blinks on this. <laughs> OK. And Dale, there's always stuff going on at county engineering. And yeah. I just wanted you to know that I am fine with making myself available uh, on a regular basis to you. OK. All right. Thank you for that. Pam Dingman, the county engineer, joining me. The conversation has been about bridges and infrastructure out there in our county. Thanks for listening to us on Lincoln Live.